Little Billy Joel, who's wrapping up his uh, residency at New York's Madison Square Garden soon. Uh, and they're even going to televise one of his shows on CBS Live. If you haven't already uh, on Netflix watched this documentary about the night all the pop star world got gathered for We Are the World to sing it after the Grammys, you've got to check this out. It is really, really interesting. The song, of course, was written by Lionel Richie and Michael Jackson. Just the story of how it all came together. Billy Joel was there, and he recently, in fact, called, recalled a few moments that really didn't make it in the documentary. Funny things happen, like... Nobody knew what the song was going to be. I'm standing next to Cindy Lauper, and now we're all being filmed while all this is going on. And she's leaning over me going, this song sounds like a Pepsi commercial. And Bob Dylan was shy to sing on his own. So Stevie Wonder comes out and is telling Bob how to sing like Bob Dylan. We are the world. We are the children. <laughs> and Dylan's like, okay, I think I can do that. Bruce and I, uh, you know, we knew each other, uh, and when everybody's singing together, sometimes Bruce and I are in the chorus, and sometimes we're not, because there was a big pile of deli sandwiches on the other side <laughs> of the room, and we kept going to get, over to get a beer and a sandwich. Billy Joel talking about uh, his experience on We Are The World, and his friend Bruce Springsteen, who a few years ago sold his music catalog off. And Billy was asked again this week if he would uh, do the same anytime soon. Here's what he said. In fact, he said, yeah, but it's going to take a, a lot and he's not ready yet. Not yet. No, if somebody offers me enough, I, I would always consider a billion dollars. It was, uh, you know, they were kind of like my kids. I gave uh, birth to these songs. I went through a labor and a pregnancy and a birthing process and I brought them up. And I'm very attached to them. I have very, very strong feelings about the material I wrote. And to just sell them, I don't know, it seems a little mercenary. Billy Joel on a song catalog. Not willing to sell yet, but he does realize that uh, when he does, it's going to be, well, just a great future for his, uh, his kids. Our Saskatchewan Rough Riders took time to introduce Rider Nation to A.J. Olette, who's here uh, largely because, well, our new coach. He made no bones about it. He said, man, I'm here because of Corey Mace. Oh, he's been amazing. He was probably the leading cause of my decision, um, just the way that he coached, uh, the way that he leads men, and um, a coach and a father, a husband, that uh, a guy in my situation can look up to. Now, fans know that uh, he really embraces the Thor character, and, uh, well, he's got long bleached hair, and you know, they're already selling Thor hammers that are Ryder Green at the Ryder store. In fact, he signed a lot of autographs, met fans there last night. He admits to our Jamie Nye on the Green Zone yesterday, the decision to come here was pretty easy. And the Thor handle, how did that come about? I know I showed up to camp with my hair just freshly bleached. And that's when some of the mm-hmm. um, Thor comments were, were being said. And then uh, my nephew bought me the Thor hammer. Um, one of the first couple games of the season, and I brought it out for that that Hamilton game, and the rest is history, I guess. <laughs> In other rider news, if you missed it too, the BC Lions picked up uh, our quarterback, Jake Dolagala. Thursday morning, it's Mayor Sandra Masters uh, on the phone this morning. Could never in the studio, but nonetheless, thank you, Mayor, for joining us here. Good morning, Greg. Did you have a great Valentine's Day? Well, I was in council uh, for six or plus hours. So, yes, 
Well, you must have drifted off, I bet, during that council <laughs> meeting because they can get a little dull, if you know what I mean. You must have thought, oh, it's Valentine's Day and flash back to high school when you had that one crush and the one that got away. Do you have a heartbreaking story like that, Elise Mayer? <laughs> Not one I'd share. <laughs> so did you break hearts or was your heart broken back then? Well, you know, I probably a little bit of both. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, now that the serious stuff is out of the way, uh, yeah. let's talk about what you were doing there at Council. You were discussing zoning changes Wednesday, and one of which would expand office development in the warehouse district. Uh, so is there a big desire and need for development there? I think uh, we uh, heard evidence of folks who may be interested in investing in some of the those kind of cool warehouse buildings, but because it's zoned sort of in the center of uh, the warehouse district, it is zoned as light industrial with a restriction on office, there's uh, a lack of investment going into some of those buildings. And so what's being contemplated is essentially to allow medium-sized um, office space to uh, locate. And oftentimes what that means is someone comes in and buys the building and renovates it and operates uh, their offices out of it. So if it, uh, if it will help spur um, densification of office or other uses uh, in the warehouse district, I think we're, I think we're uh, sounding like we're favorable for that. Never hurts to diversify, I guess. And there's already a fair amount of retailers on Dudney or nearby. So what about uh, that block of land along the Dudney Strip that remains empty? Do you see a new arena taking uh, that over anytime <laughs> soon to enhance the area even further? Honestly, I would I would love a new arena in downtown or in the yards, absolutely. Uh, Dudney Avenue needs to uh, start and complete because this, there's, there's a lack of servicing, essentially, to the yard site. So um, I could sit here and wish that it was done 10 years ago, but it hasn't been. And so when Dudney Avenue construction starts and they dig up uh, the road to replace you know, water and sewer and to provide capacity for development on the yards, we should uh, be able to look to something there in the, in the near future. Mayor Sandra Masters with me. What about North Central revitalization? That was on the topic yesterday, and uh, unanimously council came together uh, after listening to some recommendations. So tell me a bit about that and the recommendations. Yeah, and so um, I don't think it's a surprise to anybody that you know North Central uh, needs some attention, uh, whether it's the boarded-up properties or uh, access to programming uh, for the youth in those uh, neighborhoods. Uh, so we've been consulting, uh, Ms. Audrey Young and myself from the city have been consulting with a, a group of youth who are Scott Collegiate graduates, and the council empowered them yesterday to continue their community engagement and, and just, you know, signal that come back and ask for resources and ask as, as you identify either programs or projects that you want to proceed with. All of council is on board with this too, right? Yeah, all of council. I think all of council is deeply aware. You know, um, I, I think you understand that you need every community to be to have strength and and vibrancy in order for the entire city to be strong. And so, when we know we've you know we had 177 boarded up properties at you know the end of 20, uh, 2022, we took 43 down this past year. We'll continue that area of focus. And so, how do we need to incentivize uh, construction, rentals, affordable housing, whatever it takes? We're uh, we're interested in in getting more folks living. More people living in North Central would also mean you know. Safer streets. I'm just impressed that all of council came to an agreement together on this one here. <laughs> that is something there for you guys. Uh, you Mayor, Ma Mayor Masters, how about your family day long weekend? Uh, what sort of plans do you have? 
I, I on uh, over the weekend, uh, will get to go see my grandchildren and uh, at least two of my kids up in up in Saskatoon. So yeah, I get to on family day. I get to hang out with my family. All right. Well, uh, thank you again. Oh, by the way, too, I uh, congratulate you. I saw you wearing red the other day. A good awareness for women's heart health, right? That's right. Wear Red Canada Day about uh, um, heart issues for women are uh, a leading cause of death in, in Canada for women. And so it's really about all women. We have a habit of taking care of everybody else. It's important that we uh, make sure we're healthy so we can so that uh, we can live on and, and participate in full life. Well, I'm going to let you go so you can make your doctor's appointment. It's always good to get a checkup, okay? <laughs> thank you, Greg. Mayor Sandra Masters, thank you for your time. Thank God he made me this way, hunting, fishing, loving every day, early in the morning. Family Day Long Weekend is almost here now, and it's a free fishing weekend. Jason Manaday of GetFishing.ca regularly uh, drops by and informs us of events like this and share some of his techniques. It's nice to have him back. Jason, thanks for being here. Very happy to be here, Greg. Thanks for having me on. It's a long weekend, and I know many are going to take advantage of free fishing weekend. We'll get into specific details in a moment on that. But normally, Jason, right about now, we wouldn't be worried about ice safety, yet should we be? You know, uh, even on what I would call a normal year where where this one hasn't been, I, I always ask people to use caution because... Wind and current and the up and downs that we've had, especially those double-digit-plus temperatures we had at the end of January, early February, really beat up on what available ice there was. So most places are fine if you're walking. Anything more than that, I'd be very, very cautious. And, And if you are out there, you want to avoid places where you see ice coming together, forming ridges, those are natural weak spots. So just be careful when you're navigating out there is the best advice I could give. Walking's the way. Okay, it's a free fishing weekend, so let's get to some of the basics. If you're going out, what do you need? Well, first off, free fishing weekend runs this Saturday to, to the end of the day Monday. You do not need to buy a license, Greg, but you need to know the rules. And I define rules by knowing what am I catching, being able to identify the fish, and realizing that a walleye is not a perch, and that you can keep only four walleyes in the province to a certain size, and you can only keep 10 perch on somebody's water, like, for example, uh, buffalo pounds. So you're allowed to keep a few fish, even though you don't have a license, but you have to follow those rules. And as I say, know what you're catching and know what you're keeping. If you go to the Saskatchewan Angler's Guide, saskatchewan.ca slash fishing, I'll get you there. You can Get to know what all the, all the angling rules are. It's a pretty quick read. It actually has some illustrations of what each fish looks like and what, what the limits are. But if you go to getfishing.ca, which is our website that's going to show you all the techniques you need to use to catch these fish, clearly labeled, these are walleyes and this is how you catch walleyes. These are perch, this is how you catch perch, pike, and so forth. So those are the two real easy ways to, to be able to look at the fish, the color, the body style, and know what you're catching. Jason Manaday of GetFishing.ca with great advice. You need some gear. You need some tackle. What is it that you should not leave the house without? You for sure can't catch anything without a little rod and reel combo. And there's many uh, places in the province you can get that for, you know, as little as $25. You can get yourself a handful of lures. I'm thinking you're probably going to need a budget of between $50 and $80 because you can also get yourself, like, you're going to have to punch a hole in the ice. Fortunately, free fishing weekend, there's lots of people out there. Most anglers are pretty friendly. 
to punch you a hole or two so you could get through the ice. Uh, but if you get a, like a hand crank auger, they're fairly inexpensive. And you can usually get an adapter to put them on if you got like a power drill that you use in your garage. You can use that to punch a hole in the, in the ice too, convert that hand auger to do that. So basically, something to put a hole in the ice rod and reel to jig with, and some hook on the end to, to be able to jig with. Jason Manity, my guest. The last time I talked to you, I think it was back in December, you said you could drill a hole anywhere on Buffalo Pound and a perch is going to come out almost immediately. So where's the biggest uh, fishing hole right now? Well, you know, Buffalo is still quite good. And as they say, good, good population of anglers out there to help you out. February does slow down sometimes on the big lake, like Last Mountain and places like that. But the Coppell Lakes, I understand, have still been reasonably consistent for walleyes. Lake Diefenbaker, if you want to take a little bit further drive, uh, Diefenbaker's been doing well for perch walleyes and whitefish that some of the folks I've been talking to as well. So, And it took a while to freeze up, bigger lake, uh, but it's, uh, again, if you're, if you're on foot, you should be in good shape. Some great tips for a free fishing weekend, Jason. Nice to have you back on the show. Thanks a lot. You bet, Greg. Have a good weekend. Well, it's not going to be melting uh, too easily in the next couple of days, that's for sure. We're a bit uh, cold again here. We've even got a wind chill this morning at minus uh, 28. But uh, certainly the family day long weekend looks like it's going to get a little closer to uh, minus 2, which is nice. Uh, yesterday in Kansas City, the Chiefs victory parade, it started out fun. Well, a very drunk Travis Kelsey singing Friends in Low Places, places with a few uh, lyrical uh, changes. Blame it all on my roots. I sold up in booze and ruined the Niners affair. He ruined the song, too. But uh, Patrick Mahomes weighed in there, too, a little, and then Travis took over. But it was fun on the stage and then just mayhem. Horribly, one person was killed, 22 others at least wounded in a shooting, three of the wounded in critical condition. And the police, uh, they did get three people detained for questioning. There's been no word of motive yet. Now, they said something close to a million people had gathered in downtown Kansas City for the event. And that's when the shots rang out. And and some of the Chiefs players were still on the stage. Others had moved into the buses. They were on their way back. But the majority of the players started boarding some realized something had happened, and they began comforting kids who they saw running for safety. Trey Smith gave that WWE title belt you see them wearing on the stage. Uh, he gave it to a kid just to help calm him down and talk him down. And a couple of Chiefs fans are caught on tape tackling one of the shooters, helping to prevent anyone else from being harmed. No, no. Oh, we tackled them. We tackled them. When we tackle them, the One of the guys there, Paul Contreras, he said later in an interview, he, he just, it was instinct. One guy was hollering, saying, you know, stop him, catch him, you know, tackle him, whatever. And he's just, just bailing running. And out of nowhere, I heard that guy hollering, so I'm just like, okay, well, I'm right here. And I just, I didn't think about it. It was just a reaction. I didn't hesitate. It was just, just do it. So I went to go tackle him, and another gentleman did the same thing. And as I'm tackling him, I see his weapon either fall out of his hand or out of his sleeve because he was wearing a long jacket. So when I seen that hit the ground, I'm like, oh, you know, we got to take this guy down. Like I said, I did, and another good Samaritan did, and we held him down. 
Travis Kelsey sharing on Twitter later that he and the team were heartbroken over the tragedy. Patrick Mahomes, similar on X. Honestly, those two guys that tackled the bad guys, uh, I, I joked, but I don't think it is a joke. They should get Super Bowl rings from the Chiefs for that tackle. But uh, it's just stunning to to see it all unfold. And we're getting to the point now we're gathering the numbers like this has become dangerous. You think of the Vegas shooting at that country music festival a few years back. Then, of course, there's all the school shootings, the grocery store, mall shootings, the church shootings. Now a Super Bowl parade? It's getting to the point now you start questioning going anywhere, particularly where there are, are lar- large crowds. And, and I know the, the gun laws are different in the U.S., but we have crazy occurrences here on this side of the border, too. And uh, it's, it's, just, it's just a mad world right now. And so unfortunate to see unfold the way it did. But uh, you can get more details now at cjme.com. Evan Bray is coming up next here right after the 8.30 news. And uh, yes, teachers, the province, not coming to an agreement. It's been a hot topic. It will continue to be on Evan's show shortly.